so I'm on vacation this week, mm-hmm. and I'm really thinking something, trying to figure out if I need to pull the trigger on something. Okay. My son just turned eight. I'm thinking about having the sex talk with him. <laughs> so you're, you're going to spend the week preparing? Yeah. Like, creating some visual aids? No. No. <laughs> like, no, like, so... Like he always watches like these videos on YouTube of like people playing games or like going to arcades and stuff. Okay. And, and he's just uh, he started redirecting himself towards ones that feature pretty ladies. Not like anything remotely. It's just like a young twenty-something girl that's mm-hmm. obviously pretty, right? Yeah. Uh, and he started to steer towards that, and then like uh, I did some googling and stuff, and they said like depending on what on the child and things like that, like between six and nine should start presenting that to him. Mm-hmm. And like, that seems so early, yeah. so very early. Um, but like, I remember like literally I was probably 13 or 14. Like, and I stayed home from school one day and my dad happened to be home mm-hmm. and he had the sex talk with me. And like, I already knew about it. So it was like way more awkward yeah, and I've always been weird about sex with my parents. Like when I had sex with my parents, I was You're weird, weird with it. Really yeah, weird. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always weird about it, and I think probably a lot of it is because it was never an open. Like, had I brought it to them, I, I'm sure it would have been right. But I feel like if I'm the person that's doing it from the beginning, then he'll be more prone to be open with it. I think you should do what my mom did, which is go to the grocery store. And rent that VHS from uh, Magic Johnson. And it's like, hey, maybe don't get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then never make eye contact. And never... And That's actually a great idea. I'm yeah. going to go to the local grocery store and yeah. ask them if they have the Michael Jackson. Or Michael Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, don't get ask AIDS. Ask for the Michael Jackson one. <laughs> Don't get AIDS video. VHS in yeah. particular. I need to ask for the VHS copy of that. Yeah, so I got I got that video without warning or context. And then when I was about 17, I remember driving home uh, one day from like Walmart or something. And my mom looked at me and goes, you know to use a condom, right? <laughs> And that that was the entirety of all the sex talks with my mom. Uh, but I feel like had she done that earlier, like been the legit person that you would have heard about that from, mm-hmm. you probably would have been more prone to talk to her about it, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, she's she's always been, well, I don't know. She always seemed like she was weird about that stuff. I remember. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. As the parent, you Mm -hmm. could bypass being weird about that stuff by being the one that's the forefront of it, right? I mean, that's my goal. I think that's, in theory, that's every parent's goal, but they choose whether they want to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we're still living the residual of a puritanical society, so sex is still weird here in America. Like, we very much tried, like, because... Like if you don't have kids, you don't know. But like, even when they're like two, like they play with themselves. So like, yeah, they'll like be sitting on the couch beside you, and you look over, and they've got their hand on their pants, and they're fiddling. Like they just know that it feels funny. You know, yeah. they don't know exactly what they're doing, 
but uh yeah so that's what i'm really debating hard about doing sounds fun sounds terrible (laughs) let us know how that turns out (laughs) oh it's not good no um (laughs) the uh do you remember three two one contact yes i do so there was three two one contact yeah. was a PBS show and it was like an after school specialty type thing where like you'd learn about different science things they do experiments and it was kind of the same kids all the time right mm-hmm. um, and it was on PBS uh, and there was one it was a weekend uh, and we were watching 321 Contact and they were talking about sperm and eggs and vaginas and things like that and you were like, ew, vaginas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm never going to touch one of them. I don't know why I just turned into a terrible hillbilly Country accent. bumpkin. <laughs> I ain't never going to touch one of them. Les is my sisters. So, uh, so we're watching it. So it's me and I'm probably 11 mm-hmm. and my nine-year-old sister and my seven-year-old brother probably, right? Just ballpark yeah. ages. And to, to which in hindsight, I know was not three, two, one contact. It was just like a sex ed thing where they were using the three, two, one contact kids to be the kids. Oh, okay. And like my dad came out, I was like, what are you watching? And we're just like, it's three, two, one contact dad. He's like, no, it's not. And just. This is turned, HBO. Turned what it, are you doing? <laughs> turned it off. Cause it's it was. 3 a.m. <laughs> But yeah, I think it was above my siblings' heads, and I already had a good idea about it. But uh, and in hindsight, he should have just let it roll and used that as his catalyst, and done all three of us at the same time. Yeah. So because all I got was the uh, the Magic Johnson VHS, which by the way I saw, I got to watch Magic Johnson put a condom on a banana, <laughs> and I was like, I don't have a banana. <laughs> Is that what they're expecting? <laughs> Mine looks nothing like that. <laughs> I'm white. Uh, but I remember... Uh, I remember I was like 12 years old. And... Somebody talking about a blowjob. And I, I knew that that meant mouth on penis. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't wrap my head around it like... The blowing part? Why would you just blow on it? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Or... Yeah. It, it That name still baffles me. Yeah. I don't have an answer. But that's what I, I want my kid to hear that and then come and ask me. Yeah. And then I'll go, I don't know. Ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So, yeah. I'm really not looking forward to it at all. And then here's another question. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it... Like, I was debating about getting him, like, a, uh, there's got to be, like, like, Tiger Beats. Like, there has to be Tiger Beats now, right? Okay, probably. Right? Like, should I get him a Tiger Beat? Or, like, because I thought about getting him, like, a swimsuit issue of of Sports Illustrated. But that Are might, but that seems. trying to fill out a spank bank material? No, well, maybe, but, like, not. not He's eight. But if he's noticing the girl, like, I don't want him to have any kind of that that feeling weird or dirty or whatever, right? Yeah. 
Like I feel like the the time between starting to feel the stirrings and actually like going, oh, I, it's fun to touch myself in this way, and then oh, look what happens when you do it too much. I feel like that's like the course of years. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying he's doing anything with them. Yeah, but I'm saying he sees that they're pretty girls, and he likes to look at pretty girls. I mean, when I was like five or six, I had a pretty mean crush on my teacher, but that didn't mean I knew what to do. If I'm not we saying we were ever together. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that that you would. I'm not saying he is going to do anything. I'm saying I want to make sure that I'm the dad that's opening that door yeah. that he knows that if he has anything, he can ask about it. I mean, I get that. I get the, the one for that. I don't know. I have literally no advice in this arena. But think about it. But it if seems, he's If he's yeah. eight, girls are starting puberty about now, right? Yeah. So, but they're usually two or three years ahead of boys. That's my point, though. Is he's going to be seeing that happening? It's going to be his peers are going to be talking about it. Uh, the, the, a lot of the kids in his class are going to have older siblings that are telling him stuff. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, the joys of fatherhood. No, it's just like I, he's in my mind. He's still like the little kid. Yeah. I'm having to debate about this. It sucks grow up so fast mm. not thrilled about that i still remember when he was like a year or two years old and inexplicably scared of me <laughs> i would like go over to your house and he would just like scream <laughs> it's all it's it's always uh red-headed boys like your son uh my friend's sister's kid like every other child in the world seems to love me red-headed boys <laughs> hate me you kind of look like an orangutan with your red beard yeah, like yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it is yeah uh uh speaking of red beards we watched alligator yeah <laughs> <laughs> corn dogs <laughs> I just spit on the mic and I laughed at my own hilariousness. It's late, folks. I was so proud of myself. (laughs) I envisioned an alligator with a red beard and then it was just comedy gold right there. In the alligator movie, I read a sign that was on the screen as a joke (laughs) and I made myself laugh for way too long. Uh, Synopsis. Uh, an alligator gets flushed into the sewers and due to some nefarious experiments uh, accidentally grows to an enormous size and wreaks havoc on a city in either Missouri or Minnesota. Or, or Chicago. I think it's Chicago. <sighs> whatever. I, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, overall thoughts? Uh, it's hard thoughts <laughs> I, I don't know i don't i don't know that i have an opinion it's just like <laughs> it, it wasn't shitty enough to be like fun but it wasn't good enough to be like it just it is it exists <laughs> it, it was inoffensive uh 
I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I feel like this is the biggest like insult that you could give a movie. <laughs> I have questions. I don't know that I have opinions. <laughs> right. Uh, so the very first thing for me is that like growing up, my parents got us pretty much every animal ever. Mm-hmm. Like we had tons of animals and they drew the line at an alligator. <laughs> like, so we were in the pet store at one point and they had the little baby alligators like at the beginning of this movie. Really? Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, you can, the pet store was like, oh, yeah, they'll only grow as big as the cage, like the the aquarium that they're in or whatever. That's not true, by the way. (laughs) Like, they would just keep growing. So I'm really glad that my parents and I, uh, you know, at the time, they were the penis parents in the world. Yeah. Um, Awful, awful parents. Yeah, exactly, because they wouldn't buy me an alligator. Mm -hmm. Um, But in hindsight, that was probably a good decision. Yeah, it was a good call. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. so I couldn't help but notice they definitely didn't have the stamp of approval that no animals were harmed during the making of this movie (laughs) because that baby alligator was tortured, dude. It gets thrown around a lot. It gets thrown around. It gets picked up by its tail. Yeah. It gets ran through even if it's obviously not actually sewer, but Mm -hmm. through pipes and then dropped. Yeah. They went through some alligators for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, later, there's a full, a bigger alligator that they're obviously not shooting at, but they're doing something to make it scared mm-hmm. so that it's flinching yeah. away. Uh, yeah. I'm not really comfortable with those. No. I'm not a fan of animal abuse. That's, that's, are you going to eat the rest of that chicken stance. right there? <laughs> what? I said, are you going to eat the rest of that chicken right there? That was a joke. Like I said, I don't want to abuse animals, but I'm going to eat one. Oh, I thought that was like a weird callback. No, but you just looked at the table like there might be a chicken on the table. <laughs> you legitimately. I, I was like looking even, down like, for like imaginary nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a callback to like <laughs> the, the like pre horror hound episode? No, you're looking too hard. Um. Yeah, uh, the the uh, you, you had referenced a lot because there's a lot of jokes about his hair, about Robert Forster's hair, mm-hmm. and that he was balding. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, so did they hire a bald actor and was like, oh, we're going to make fun of that, or was it like already in the script? Neither. Uh, so what happened was he got hair, the, the, in real life, he got hair plugs. And they were like, hey, will you do this movie? And he's like, I don't think I want to do this movie. I just got hair plugs. They don't look good. They're still not growing in. Well, maybe I kind of want to do this movie. Well, why don't you do a rewrite real quick, add some jokes, making fun of it so that it's being pointed out and I can laugh at it. So it takes it away from the audience and the viewers to be able to make fun of me about my hair. So you said it was neither and I feel like it was both. Okay. <laughs> Semantics, I guess. Uh, Basically, what I'm trying to say is I was right. <laughs> that the, that's, that's the point I really want to get across here. You, know, you said the word or, by the way. So it couldn't... Nope, but you said neither. You didn't say you're wrong. So You said neither. At, at the beginning of the, of the movie, uh, Robert Forster's going in and he's buying a dog. From the creepiest pet store owner ever. The creepiest pet store owner ever. Uh, and he said that his other was snatched up and he needed to replace it. Mm-hmm. He is conducting this transaction like it's a phone. Yeah. Like, 
it was a little weird. Like, yeah, the pet store, the the pet store owner, who makes his living taking animals, putting them with families, obviously know that the, those families like are going to love those pets mm-hmm. at least most of them. He's like, huh, yeah, you kind of get attached to him, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> like. And he just he picked it up. It was fifteen ninety was the price of this dog, and the, the pet shop owner told him it was teething, so to keep his stuff picked up. Yeah, that was very much not a puppy. No, that was an adult dog. That was a, a full grown dog. And we had said that Robert Forster, or heard he had a dog, so he should have some ballpark idea of what he should be doing. Mm-hmm. That was probably the worst written scene in the movie. You just reminded me when you said puppy, uh, the time he's like, we need puppies, 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 <laughs> so, puppies. Like how many times are they going to say puppies? <laughs> so what Justin's referencing here is the creepy pet store owner isn't just creepy. He's that's justified mm-hmm. because he is working for a lab in which he is stealing dogs, supply, uh, supplying them with, there was no puppies in this movie puppies supplying them with dogs uh they're doing experiments and then he's dumping them in the sewers uh at the insistence of after this lab when they're dead yeah so the lab is paying him off so so he gathers up all the dead dogs and takes them to the sewer and is throwing them into the sewer and one doesn't quite hit the water Mm mm-hmm so he his solution isn't just, well, I'm throwing dead dogs into a sewer. Why do I care whether or not they hit the water? No, it's, oh, I better go make sure that dog is in the water. Oh, I got eaten by a big alligator. I don't know if I saw the entire thing, but this scene definitely is firmly implanted in my mind. And then my mom rented this movie mm-hmm. uh, from the big video store that I've referenced before. Uh, and I at least watched that scene. I don't know about the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I really want to like go back to the snapshot of like little Russ sitting on the couch when he's probably six watching alligator with his mom. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I want to just like figure out exactly what was happening. Did I just happen to stroll out or was it like, come over here, little Russ, come here, come sit, come sit. Let's come watch sit. alligator. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Go on. <laughs> Um, he's basically the Newman of this movie. Oh, he's totally the Newman. That's yeah. a good point. Why is he's that Barbasol can? As humans, who, assuming if you are intelligent, you subscribe to this theory, mm-hmm. we have evolved further than other animals. That's not how that works, but okay. Hmm. We haven't evolved further. We've evolved differently. But now we're on the top of the food chain. Anyway, so why as mammals have like, I think universally our weak spot is our eyes. Okay. I don't think that's just mammals, but okay. I'm going to let you finish. Let me just finish my point. Why, why have we not done anything with our eyes as we've evolved? Like, well, what? <laughs> like, why do we not have shields over our eyeballs? 
So the like, real answer is like our throat is like our squishiest part. If you like predators, go for throats. That's the easiest way to to take down any animal. Mm-hmm. So because it's real squishy, you got you got your carotid arteries in there. You've got your uh, uh, windpipe in there. You need all those things. I disagree because so your throat your throat away. doesn't get taken out by like a stray piece of dust, man. Like I get. <laughs> A little piece of dust in my eyeball, and I just start snotting all over, and I can't do anything. You do have evolved. So, like, I don't know if you can tell, I have, like, super long, super thick eyelashes. And so, shit doesn't go... Like, the thing that winds up in my eye is eyelashes. That's the most thing that goes into my eye. So, the one thing that you just referenced that's supposed to protect your eye ruins your eyeballs. But that it, is poor design. But it keeps out everything else, no. like straight. Why dust. do we not have like a shield that has just comes down from our forehead that's clear that we can retract, like a, a visor? Are I will you talking not... about how alligators have both up and down and left and right eyelids. Yeah, that's what prompted. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. So I feel like I wish I was an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. What the fuck? I, I wouldn't get dust in my eye as much. It's a, it's a valid point. Don't don't be mad at me. If if we, I'm not mad, Russ. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> we should have something. Jealous of that alligator. So, (laughs) the movie begins with like an eight-year-old girl or something buying the alligator and in full presence of both her mom and her dad. Mm -hmm. And then her dad immediately flushes it down the toilet. I don't think it's immediately. He gets really mad for some reason. It's like it's like the next day. Yeah, and in my mind, when I was a little kid, like I remember, like in my, I thought that the alligator like chewed up his shoes or something. No, but that just not, exists. Like even when I was watching it today, I was like, "What did that alligator do to it that did guy?" Nothing. <laughs> it existed, and he's like, "Well, I feel like I got to ruin something." And I've beat her up way too many times. That's boring now. I'll just kill this little Plus, thing. Yeah, uh, I don't have an answer why he did that. I so, was really trying to figure that out. So she's like eight years old. Maybe if we really stretch it, she's like a young ten to twelve. She's twelve. Let's say twelve. We're pushing That's it. That's really stretching it. We're pushing it. Twelve years go by, mm-hmm. and, and now she's, she's thirty-six. <laughs> yes, and the the best herpetologist in the Midwest. Yes. World renowned for her skills in herpetology. This has the her same knowledge. screenwriter as Texas Chainsaw 3D, I think. <laughs> they overcompensated. Yeah. <laughs> did you just snort just a little? The, just in the opposite way. Yeah. Did you snort a little? I did not. I think you did. I do snort sometimes. Uh. So, did you notice there's very much not the Jaws music? <laughs> like when the, when the, uh, the alligator is creeping up? I didn't. It's I didn't, total rip off Jaws music. I did not hear a sound alike. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, I guess it just didn't strike me. Yeah, the uh, somebody that you have mocked thoroughly, and 
disparaged his good name. There are many. Is uh is in the sequel and he plays the alligator, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Kane Hodder, the played uh, <laughs> He's the much alligator. disparaged. <laughs> he's he got... I made a random joke <laughs> not knowing Don't about it. Try anything. to back yourself out. Okay. <laughs> the uh the police chief worst police chief in cinematic history best eyebrows in cinematic history though like he has to comb those things up right he got hired because he looks exactly like a police chief (laughs) cannot act a single lick and they were like you know what we're gonna go with it (laughs) he had his hair between his hair his eyebrows and his mustache how many colors of hair did he have more than me (laughs) i have a lot of different hair colors on my face his mustache had like brown yellow and white and somehow all in his mustache like hulk hogan before he dyed it i thought you were gonna say hulk hogan died no no that was adam west oh yeah i heard about that yeah i don't think i've ever seen batman really I mean, I've seen like clips, like the pows and wows. And he was Kazams. the mayor of Quahog in Family Guy. Yeah, I know that. But That's it, himself. Yeah. Uh, so what did we decide? Marissa is in the movie. She's 24. That was our headcanon. So she was somehow 12 when she was 8. And now she's 24 when she's 36. Yeah, but she was really 36 in the movie. Yeah. I don't understand that. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad that went everywhere. (laughs) We really drained that topic. (laughs) Just wrung it out for everything it was worth. I think we really... You know what? We're going to look back on all of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. And hey, remember that moment about the 36-year-old lady? (laughs) That was was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) It was a shining moment right there. Uh, So when you were... When we uh, did our little thing where you look at the cover... You were questioning whether you would actually get to see the uh, scene as depicted on the cover. Kind of totally happened. Yeah. Well, I, I think that they did. Like, even when you were, like, m- talking about it, which is a totally fair point. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think you're going to be happy with it. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I, I appreciated it. It's, it was... I like I like dumb bad stuff and I like good stuff. It's the in between that is like eh. And this was like it wasn't good enough to be good and it wasn't bad enough to be good. It was just like the whole rest of the movie just eh. Like the compositing was okay when they cut between like puppet alligator and real live alligator. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah yeah i thought it was pretty good you could see abs- definitely see when it was a live alligator when it wasn't mm-hmm. but they didn't you didn't see seams like crazy and things like that and this is something that very very easily could have been garbage just shit like yeah. very easily uh and it, they didn't let it come into that i mean they they had miniatures that they were using they had uh 
small crocodiles they had large crocodiles and you could tell i'm keep why it's called it's alligator <laughs> they might have been crocodiles we uh, would know the difference uh, uh i do appreciate that at one point in the movie he is watching a movie of like an iguana dressed up like a dinosaur that was pretty awesome i want to find that movie yeah was there, there are plenty of was them. it iguana or is it komodo dragon something i don't know I feel like it had to have been an iguana because I feel like a Komodo dragon wouldn't put up with that. Yeah. Komodo dragon don't take no shit. No. It'll just spit on you and then you're dead. I don't think, I think the spit has to get in you. The spit contains the fleshing bacteria. Yeah, but I think that it has to bite you to get it in your skin. I don't think you can just. Well, what if you just got a paper cut? You're fucked. I got bit once. I just, I bit my nails and there's probably an open wound on my hands right now. I got bit. By a shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. Okay, that time I snorted. <laughs> I was trying to stop a shoplifter, uh, and we started wrestling, and then he bit me. And and in hindsight, everybody was making fun of me because, like, I think I was trying to be calm, but try to make it apparent to everyone. So I sort of sung the fact that he was biting me. <laughs> Like, cause I had my, I had my arm wrapped around his, his neck and my, my left hand was ending up around his mouth ish area. So he bit me and apparently, and in hindsight, I can, I can hear myself doing it, but I was like, he's biting me. Like you Paul ended it. Yeah. <laughs> so he bit me and then I had to get, go get tested for HIV and hepatitis for a year. Every th- every three months, I had to go in and get blood drawn to get tested for HIV and hepatitis. So that was right when we were getting ready to try to start for baby number two. So I had a year dry spell where we didn't try, and my semen could not touch my wife because of the minuscule chance that I had HIV or hepatitis. We weren't going to try. You know, I wasn't going to. So it was, a <laughs> yeah. it was an awesome dry spell. I knew that story previously, and I love it still. <laughs> You could have sex for a year because you got bit. (laughs) By a human being. (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect to be telling that story today, but we went to Komodo Dragon. Well, here we go. This is the only logical place to put this story. (laughs) Oh, um... The speaking of the world's worst police chief, uh, at one point our our hero, the detective, gets his badge taken away because the bad guy's in cahoots with the mayor, and the mayor wants his badge. It was the worst firing scene I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> he said, "You're off the force." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, well, you're off the force. I need your badge." Okay, I'm gonna go over here now. I feel like "off the force" is a phrase that's never been uttered, like a teenager <laughs> saying "surf the web." yeah i don't think that's said yeah off the force like i would appreciate that like a little bit or i'm sorry man they're off the force there's nothing i could do i tried something but no you're off the force Ninja badge and he just turns and walks he literally says you're off the force i need your badge he turns and walks down the hall I've never gotten fired before. Have you ever gotten fired? Uh, 
I got fired from a freelance job, freelance web job, mm-hmm. mostly because the guy who I was like subcontracting through another guy, and he was shit. So he just like they fired both of us, and I got stiffed out of twenty six hundred bucks. So that sucked. That does suck. Also, they did. Uh, so the fun part about working in the web is like, I don't know. This is the fun part. One of the things about working in the web is, uh, you're working on like, it's a dev server, so nothing, nobody sees it, but like developers and whoever you, you show it to, it's not open to the open internet. And so they didn't provide me with any content for their website. Are you working on Silk Road? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Like when you're building a website, you build it for when, for a client. Generally, they provide a development server that you can hit, but the open internet can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they they provided me with like a template of what they wanted it to look like, uh, but they didn't provide me with any content like images or text or anything. So they're like, okay, we need an image about this size here, and here's like a hero image and everything. And so, as placeholder images. Uh, I just use photos of kittens and <laughs> as I got fired, like I fired via email, one of the things was, you know what? And maybe you'd be a little more professional and not have photos of kittens. I was like, maybe you should be a little more professional and provide your developer with content for the website that you want created. What would be more professional? Like it's not, I get it's not the most professional thing, but it's not unprofessional. No. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to bat for you here. It really doesn't sound like it. But no, I, I, I'm saying. Didn't sound like you were against me either. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying. I was just saying, like, I, I don't understand what, like, I wouldn't be that offended by the kittens. Placekitten.com. Anyway. Uh, there's a scene in which everybody's trying to take advantage of the fact that this alligator's loose mm-hmm. on the midwest city that we don't know which city yeah and there's all these street vendors yeah hawking all of these items so you've got inflatable alligator things little tiny toys guy actually has a little baby alligator my favorite one is there is a guy that is wearing like it's not even a sandwich it's not even like a sandwich sign it's like a box yeah like a box you ever see box troll yeah it's like he's wearing a wooden box painted green and I wonder. Just covered in alligator toys. Yeah. Did he make that specifically for that? Like, did he, re- or does he already have that box and then he just pinned. He's just like, oh, well, alligator. So I'll make it green and I'll pin all the alligators. Uh, he says something about give it a wiggle and they'll give you a giggle. Yeah. Watch him wiggle. Watch him giggle. Yeah. He's <laughs> got this fancy little rhyme. Also, like, the public had just found out about this. And, like, all these vendors were, like, descending on the area where the alligator was discovered. Where did they get all this alligator-specific merchandise on such a short notice? That's what I want to know. How does this guy have, like, 200 toy alligators at a moment's notice? Amazon drone deliveries. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I was in San Francisco. In San Francisco, they uh, you know, Amazon Prime has two-day shipping? Mm Mm-hmm. There are, if you live in San Francisco, uh, vans that are constantly, like, driving around the city. And some items are, like, super prime. 
and you can get them in under an hour because they're just already in vans mm-hmm. waiting to be delivered to anybody who orders them. So, like, I could just be like, you know what I really want? Some Fritos. But I don't want to leave my apartment. I'm just going to order them on Amazon, and they'll be here in less than an hour. Not a big Frito fan. I mean... Although, if I were to eat Fritos, I would not eat the chili cheese. Those are not great. Those are the only Fritos to eat. Ugh. I mean, regular Fritos and cottage cheese, delicious. Uh, But I wouldn't just eat regular Fritos. My wife is disgusted by cottage cheese, Mm -hmm. so not that infrequently. I will just, like, put a scoop of cottage cheese, like, on her arm, like, randomly. (laughs) Or, like, I'll make her dinner. Like, it's a nice regular dinner, and then just a scoop of cottage cheese, and then she just has to get a new plate because she'll puke. You're the best husband. Yeah. She just had surgery yesterday, and, uh, like, she woke up, and I was like... You've been asleep for 40 years. Do you want to meet your grandchildren? (laughs) She's just like, shut up. I hate you. (laughs) Then I convinced her she already had her shoes on when she didn't already have her shoes on when she was coming out of the anesthesia. It was good times. (laughs) (laughs) So, where are you keeping this that you can just randomly have cottage cheese to put on her arm? In the fridge? It's not like we're walking through the mall and I pull out cottage cheese out of my wallet. It's like... Instead of like a condom imprint, you have cottage cheese imprint on your wallet? Uh, I actually have a cheese wallet condom story for you. Uh, All three? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so this is actually my... This is actually Let's my, hear this. My, my wife's joke, which she earned. It was pretty good. So uh, like uh, Domino's Pizza gives you the little parmesan cheese packets Mm -hmm. uh little envelopes and uh i took one and i put it in my wallet and i was like i'm gonna stick this in there said i told her i said some guys have condoms in their wallet i carry parmesan cheese and she said yeah you might actually use the parmesan cheese (laughs) (laughs) she's right i'll I'll use it (laughs) There's definitely times in my life that I feel like I could have Parmesan cheese and I don't. And that's even when I do, I could always use some more. Yeah. When we go to, when I get pasta and we go out to eat, I unscrew the top of the Parmesan cheese so I can just dump it in instead of going through the shaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever get fresh Parmesan cheese? Uh, never enough because they have to do it for you. Like, well, I'm talking like buy it at the store. Oh, no. Change your life, man. Get some Parmigiano Reggiano. That shit's delicious. Mm. Could beat the hell out of the Kroger grated ass shit. We used to get the kind we used to buy. They just like shut them down because they had wood shavings in them. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a joke. This is like the great value Walmart brand. They said that they had wood shavings and stuff in them. (laughs) In hindsight, it does have kind of a little piney taste. No, man, that's the rhyme. <laughs> um, so we get to the climax of the movie where the alligator has descended onto the lab owner's like barbecue. Barbecue? No, it's like his daughter's uh, uh, yeah, there's a wedding, wedding reception. On? Yeah, um, and the alligator wreaks havoc, causing hundreds of people to flip as he hits them. 
Right. There's just lots and lots and lots of flipping. Mm-hmm. Onto tables. It's like a Power Rangers into episode, the cake. man. <laughs> yeah. Just on top of tents. Mm-hmm. Just the upward force. That into the, other people. Yeah, just just <laughs> bastards by. A uh, lot of flipping. Mm-hmm. If there were sparks as they flipped... And maybe a little tiny explosion in the background, then it would have been a Power Rangers episode. It really felt like a Power Rangers thing. <laughs> that guy flipped right into that cake. It was perfect, centered perfectly. Did, did you hear? Nice. Did you hear about the Comic Con with the Power Ranger guy? No. So uh, a guy got went to a Comic Con, and his goal was to kill the Green Ranger, like legit kill him. Like the Green Ranger was a uh, a guest. Okay. And the guy got in with a bunch of weapons. Uh, is like, this this past Comic Con or mm, it wasn't was San Diego? No, it wasn't San Diego. There's Comic Cons all over. Okay, it wasn't San Diego. There's one Comic Con. It's their comic conventions. When you say Comic Con, it means either New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con. In my brain, at least, it was a convention. Okay, it was a comic book convention. Okay. It was a comic book convention. Because <laughs> the, <laughs> the Power Rangers movie just came out. So. Anyway, so it's the original Green Ranger. Right. And he, this guy was convinced he had to kill him like they were his, he was his arch nemesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he got into the convention with a bunch of weapons and stuff. He had told somebody that he was talking to online of his plans and they told security about it. And they found him and were able to wrestle him to the ground and take the stuff away. But he had guns and stuff and like he was going, he probably would have went through it, through with it. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty scary because I mean, I've said that before, like you go to these conventions, especially these small horror conventions and like, there's nothing to stop me from shanking somebody, you know? But that's true about public also. You can go to a mall and shank somebody. No, you can, but I'm saying if you're the guest, like the odds of them getting shanked because they're the Green Ranger are exponentially higher than me getting shanked randomly because I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Do you know the Green Ranger is undefeated in MMA professional? Uh, no, I did know that he was doing that. Yeah. Jason David Frank? Yes. Something like that. Yep. I know it's Jason... To be fair, I'm undefeated in MMA also. Hmm. Professionally. Or, and amateur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm going to start saying that everywhere. Like You're also unfeated. <laughs> you know who else was unfeated? That guy that got his legs bit off by the alligator. Yeah. Which one? Because <laughs> <laughs> the cop got his leg bit off. Oh, that's true. And then that other cop got both of his legs bit off. <laughs> Justin, what else you got for alligator? Uh, those two kids straight up murdered that other kid. I don't think that they knew that they were doing that, though. <laughs> no, but it totally happened. <laughs> they basically threw him into the alligator's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so they're, it's like a costume party, and they're dressed as pirates, and they're making this kid walk the plank. And then at the last second, like, they see the alligator down there, and he basically just shoves him right into his mouth, <laughs> and it's just bloody pool. Yeah. I love per- <laughs> any movie that can kill a kid. Yeah. Killing a kid is great. <laughs> you heard it here first. 
I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like Alligator. I think that it uh, it could so easily have gone so bad. Uh, it didn't. It managed to like this was made. They they tried when they made this, you know, yeah. um, and so many of these these other things they they don't. I think it's got miniature work. Uh, it's got all kinds of stuff that I think overall works really well. Uh, you got Robert Forster who was trying. He was taking it seriously. I think they could have casted a lot of roles a lot better, but I like Robert Forster. He he was fine. Uh, a lot of people around him, though, less so. Especially that chief. All right, move on to Vigilante. 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 Um, I lost my sheet. Okay. All right, synopsis. Uh. Uh. So a group. I'm really proud, like I don't feel like I say um that often, but instead I overcompensate and I just combine all the ums that I might say in a given sentence into just one long uh. Mm. (laughs) So, let's try to do this. A, uh, A city is under siege with crime, so a small group of steel workers or something uh, start going out on the streets and becoming vigilantes. Meanwhile, one of their friends' kid is murdered and wife gets messed up real good. And so then he exacts his revenge on the city as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts? Uh... Halfway in, I really was enjoying this movie. By the end, uh, way less so. Okay. I feel like somewhere in the middle, the movie got confused as to what it was and what was fun about it. And, yeah. That's fair. Um, Before... So this is kind of it. Starts off with some crimes, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, it starts off with like a, a an assumed rape and murder. So I'll uh, let me tell you about uh, a rape and murder. A rape and murder of no. Um, so <laughs> I'm the Black Dahlia. <laughs> so uh, my wife called me a couple weeks ago at work, uh, and she's crying, and she's saying that she want to know if i knew where her purse was she had lost her purse or misplaced her purse couldn't find her purse i obviously had no idea i don't mess with her purse but she's crying because it's my son's last day of school she's supposed to go in all the parents are going in Mm -hmm. she can't go in um so she ends up calling in she can't go in uh talks to my son they look i get home from work i dig through try to find it and everything can't find it we dig for a couple days um, and are not finding said purse. So we end up spending the $120 to get a new key made because it's a fancy key thing. Um, she's getting credit cards replaced, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had discussed it, and one of the things that had crept into our mind that's terrible 
uh, is that for the first time since we've lived in our house and been back in Indiana for a year and a half, two years, uh, we had my sister over to the house the day that the person went missing. Uh, so my wife had volunteered to watch her kids while she went to see my mom in the hospital, who was quite literally on her deathbed. Uh, All of the story is great, by the this way. This is hilarious, right? So good, so funny. <laughs> so, should I tell more details about what was in the purse? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so uh, we kind of keep pushing it out of our heads. My wife more so, because I'm like, no, my sister is a piece of shit. She took your purse when you were in the other room or whatever when she came to pick up the kids. Uh, and it kept going. So um, it finally got to the point where I was very much convinced that that's what had happened. Um, we ended up dug into it because my wife had birthday gift cards and things like that for my son in her wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tried to dig up receipts for those things, couldn't find it. So I kind of went to a, a Hail Mary thing, and uh, I went with my gut on this. So what I did is I sent my sister a message, and I said, hey, just so you know, it looks like my wife's purse wasn't lost. It looks like it was stolen uh, because she had some gift cards in there, and there is uh, we found the receipts, talked to the store. The store told us they've got them being used on video. Uh, but they won't let us see it without a subpoena. So I'm going to be doing that after work today. I'm going to go and file a police report so I can get the subpoena so we can press charges about whoever stole our purse. If there's any reason why you don't want that to happen, you need to let me know. And that bitch said she stole her purse. She stole her purse. She took the cash out and the gift cards and she threw it in a dumpster. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. And then my mom died, like, the next week. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop that. <laughs> no, but my point is... That's, it's like, like, super shitty. It's super shitty, right? Like, she just, like, uh, at this point, so we added up everything that was in the purse that we could figure out, not including my wife's grandmother that gave her, like, a lapel pin... That was like the only thing she had from her grandmother who survived the Holocaust was in the purse, which is now thrown away in the dumpster. So I told my, she she owes me $377. She has four weeks, $100 a week. She's paying me $400. And after that, I'm like, I'm done. At least for a while, like I know time heals all wounds. But for the time being, I'm like, you. I'm going to tell her. You are not to ask me for anything. Like the one time that I ever had her in my house, she does that. That's fucked up, right? That's totally fucked up. Like, my family has drama, but that's crazy. I, I, I don't I know you didn't mean this, but I feel like the word drama like trivializes it. Like she was in our house. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm trivializing what happens in my family. My family has, like, drama, but that's it. 
every family has drama. Like this is a real That's thing. That's just right? straight like, up like fucked up. Like I should be mad about this, right? I'm justified for being mad about this. Why? Yes. I don't know because I don't know. Like I'm supposed to <laughs> be because like because she's your sister. Didn't the mean she or... didn't commit a crime. Yeah. And because she is her sister, it's like even worse because yeah, that's she my totally point. violated your trust. Yes, exactly. That's my point. So it's just, it's so infuriating. And like, I haven't unleashed everything that I want to say on her because I still want the 400 bucks, you know? Um, but it's like she stole from an eight year old. She, uh, just everything about it just makes me so mad. That's, yeah. That's astonishingly awful. Yeah. It sucks that people like that exist and like she's someone super close to you and someone that I'm sure you love. But mm, still. I don't know if I'd go that far. Like, she's a bad person. <laughs> Just because she's a bad person doesn't mean you can't love her. Mm. She's your sister. Yeah, I also don't like her. Like You don't have to like someone to love level. them. Well, I'm not saying that you do love her. Yeah. You can totally say that you don't. Yeah, I don't think I do. Mm. Like, <laughs> I don't think I have a lot of positive things to say at all. Mm. Hope she's not a listener. <laughs> Fuck her. She may just burn that bridge. Uh, okay. Um, so I did find. So if you're just joining us, <laughs> we watched Vigilante. Uh, yeah. So. So is the point of this like you're after she pays you the four hundred dollars, you're gonna extract some vigilante justice on her? I don't know. It was more just like it's a pretty fucked up story. Like, yeah, it doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, chunks <laughs> at the end. Uh, but uh, it just seems so fucked up that I think that it's that it's interesting to hear. Like, like me, I'm like, you know what? We went to California, and my girlfriend's mom said we could use a car, and then she was like, you can't use the car. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then your mom died. <laughs> exactly. I win. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, by the way, You're jerk. Um, <laughs> so, like the day, the two days after that, my wife lost her purse. Like we had, everybody was at the hospital because we put my mom on a ventilator. So, like everybody came up because we didn't know what was going on exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And like. My sister sat beside my wife as my wife was saying, like, yeah, we had to have somebody come out and do a new key for $120. And she's like, yeah, that sucks. Like, just so casually and just, like, zero degree of... It's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. She I, she took her kids to... Uh, to uh, I'm build. angry for you. Thanks. <laughs> she took her kids. I'm like to, really angry right now. She, she took her kids to build a bear, like right after she got her tax return, uh, which was way too much money for what she paid in. But uh, she, uh, how much do you think it's possible for her to spend on two kids at build a bear? I've I've never been to a build a bear, but I hear they're expensive. Two, I'm gonna say like 150 bucks. Three hundred dollars for two bears. Two bears. Because she's really good with money. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Vigilante. <laughs> uh, so at one point, the guy grabs a bottle of booze and takes a shot out of the cap. That's weird, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to segue really hard right now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> The uh, all right, so here's the first one that I have. So the beginning of the movie, the woman gets into an elevator, creepy dude gets on the elevator, she's nervous about him. Am 
this is totally sincere. Like I mm-hmm. feel for women because I feel like they're constantly having to size up the men that they're around, right? Yeah. Like it's horrible. And like I found myself in that situation. Like I want to be like, just so you know, I'm not going to hit you or anything. Like, <laughs> wish there could be nothing creepier than that. Not only like, that, but she's already sized you up and realized that she's fine. <laughs> Ouch. Thanks. <laughs> I could be violent. I did see, I saw a woman like carrying a baby the other day. Like, walk. Punch that baby right in the face. <laughs> walking to the pharmacy and like. It was pretty hot outside, and I debated about, like, stopping and offering her a ride. And, like, I had my other two kids with me. My other two kids? I had my two kids with me. And I thought... it just revealed your other family. I I thought about... I don't have the energy for one, man, let alone trying to balance two. I I remember that story about your your cramps going out as you (laughs) fell out of the chair. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. but I had thought about like stopping and offering her like, hey, do you need me to give you a ride to the apartments that I assume that you're going to or something? It's pretty hot. But then I like had the thing of like, I didn't want to get maced in the face or something <laughs> for pulling over and asking this teenage mom to get in the car. Like, but, I'm just a nice guy. <laughs> I'm just a nice guy. But they have to be on, on, on watch for that all the time, right? Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, Mike Berbiglia has a great bit uh, about like moving into his apartment, and he's like got a mattress, and this woman like come from the building comes down the stairs, sees that his hands are full with his mattress, and opens the door for him, and she says, uh, uh, "I let you in because I know that you're not a rapist." Because a rapist wouldn't have a bed like that. And he goes, now what I should have said was nothing. What I did say is you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of my favorite Mike Rubiglia bits. So, yeah. Basically what I'm saying is, yeah, they size you up. Yeah. I wish we had a, a female here that could tell us. <laughs> How accurate we are with that. Um, let's, so let's talk about more about race and <laughs> feminism. You called uh, it early yeah. that uh, the wife and the kid were going to die. That was so going to happen. Um, and there is a pretty culturally diverse gang that mm-hmm. shows up. Yeah. Like, you can say what you want, but this is a culturally diverse gang. Right. Um, that show up. And you were half right because they kill the kid. He gets shotgunned right in the face. And your exact right reaction when it face. happened was just, what? <laughs> he just kind of half yelled, what, when they shotgunned the kid? The kid got shot in the face. <laughs> you, that doesn't happen in movies. <laughs> it happens in this one. So we watched a kid get shotgunned and a kid eaten by an alligator tonight. It's a good night. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, a good Robert Forrester night. Yeah, I uh, the, <laughs> I had a moment this uh, this past couple weeks where like the podcast crept into my real life. Uh, so I got a text from a friend uh, who you called Podcast Ryan on the podcast, <laughs> or I'm sorry, Saxophone Ryan. Saxophone Ryan, uh, not Podcast Ryan. That would be weird. And he sent me 
He sent me a picture of flowers and said something like, sorry about your mom. I'm cheap too. And sent me the picture of the flowers. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. He yeah. just made a podcast reference right there in my real life. It's pretty Appreciate good. that. It's because everyone knows you're cheap. Yeah. Um, I really want Fred Williamson as my best friend. I love a black guy that knows karate in action movies. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Uh, He's awesome in this movie, man. Yeah. He, as much as I love Robert Forster, I think Fred Williamson be, beats him out, man. I really love him. He had, he had better moves, and he was a much he was acting circles around him, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he stole the show. Yeah, I want him as my best friend. Like he's just like this good dude that'll do stuff for you. Won't forget your birthday. Uh, I would prefer Michael Jai White, who was Black Dynamite. Which, if you haven't seen, is a fantastic movie. It's kind of a mock 70s black exploitation movie. Yeah, I know the cover, I think. It's real good. It got made into an Adult Swim cartoon, so, you know, you'll love it. <laughs> I hope it's random. Um, William Lustig has a cameo in this when he gets <laughs> off an elevator. Yeah. And he, it he is Alfred Hitchcocks himself into this movie. And he gives the worst performance of anyone walking off an elevator ever because he is giggling he's just like oh, I'm in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everyone else is like walking down this hallway he just walks straight off camera <laughs> to apparently into a wall <laughs> yeah it was great because you know my love for william lustig but this was not his finest performance yeah like it wasn't even like he was talking to somebody and laughing or something. He was just giggly because he was on camera. Yeah, like he <laughs> did stuff and was actually believable in Maniac. Oh, for sure. Playing the the uh, hotel clerk guy, yeah. mm-hmm. sleazebag. This, he, he just, he had one thing to do <laughs> and he completely <laughs> failed at it and it was spectacular. I love it's so small, but it was just such a big fail. Uh, so I feel like this movie gets confused because so it's it's called Vigilante. There's the gang led by Fred Williamson who who's going out and trying to get the dope off the streets, and so they work their way up the chain. They find a two bit dealer, get him to squeal on his supplier who is this pip named Horace, and then they get Horace's squeal on his supplier, which is like this big wig, Italian, kind of seemingly mafioso. Uh, and in rapid succession, they take out everybody and then sh- shoot the mafioso right off a pier, and it's like, oh, I guess the movie's over now. <laughs> but nope, it's the middle of the movie still. And their 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 stuff is kind of resolved. Meanwhile, uh, Robert Forrester has gone to jail for contempt of court because he flipped out when the guy who uh, almost murdered his wife is is let go with a uh, slap on the wrist. Uh, he's in jail. Two guys basically come up and are like, "We were just gonna say hello." And then walk away. And then later those two guys try to beat him up and get beat up by someone else. And then he's like, well, my time's over. I'm out of here. And like that was his journey through jail. <laughs> was like, 
getting saved twice by uh, Scatman Crothers. Not actually Scatman Crothers, but he looked like <laughs> Scatman Crothers from The Shining. Uh, and then as he's leaving jail, out of nowhere comes this rocking fucking song that felt like it had no place in this movie. But it was pretty rocking, dude. It was fucking, um, it was great. I love that he had a conversation with Fred Williamson, and mm-hmm. then like Fred Williamson like turned to the side and went, boom. And then the, and then the song yeah. started again. It was pretty awesome. It was, great, it was a great song that felt like it had no place in the movie, because the movie is like slow and plotting. Yeah. And this song was fucking rocking. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I, do, I think I disagree a little bit because it's number, because it's intercut more than what you just made it out to be. It's not like it's, it's not like it's Fred Williamson's gang and then Robert Forrester by himself. It's intercut more than that. But the thing I would say is the movie is called Vigilante, not Vigilantes. Like this is Robert Forrester's story about how he came to decide that that's what he would do. Okay, then like <laughs> don't have the other gang single-handedly take out a mob boss like they did everything to help clean up the city while he was just in jail doing nothing he's not trying to clean up the city he, yeah it's a he's revenge trying, story i get that yeah but then they clean up the city and then like he enlists them to to help him out so that reminds me at the q a for maniac cop i asked william lustig I said, my question was something along the lines of, uh, all of your films center uh, around a revenge theme. Was that a conscious decision? Was that just something that happened organically? Was that coincidence? Can you speak to that at all? And, uh, like, I thought that was a legit question. Like, I'm trying to say, like, I know your filmography. I've thought about it a lot. What's the dealio, dude? Mm -hmm. And I think he was just so in tune with the fact that we were there for a Maniac Cop screening, that he was just, like, talked for a minute that Maniac Cop was about revenge. And that was his answer. And I was just so disappointed, because I was like, dude, I was <laughs> No, but I've about, studied your entire oeuvre. I, I was talking about everything. I learned about what, I learned what oeuvre means. <laughs> for you, Bill Lustig. <laughs> so that was a little depressing, that it was Please, just... Please, only enough, his friends call him Bill. That it, <laughs> that it was just, it was just for that. Uh, so they catch up with Rico mm-hmm. and they, they shoot him in the chest and then, uh, shoot his lady friend because she shot one of them and she, she flies back real good into the tub. Oh yeah. That was a freaking hand cannon. And then you're supposed to think, oh, well, she was kind of innocent, but also she shot that guy. What am I supposed to think? But then the movie doesn't really care about that anymore. No. So then they're they're chasing after the guy who really shot his son. And he just happens upon him randomly. And then it's a foot chase where the bad guy is kind of always ahead of him and he's just randomly turning down streets and happens to find him there's and then it's a car chase where the bad guy's always ahead of him and he just randomly starts turning down streets and finds him of and the entire time they're just squealing tires it was a bad foot chase and a bad car chase 
Yeah, I would the the first two thirds of the film I think is stronger than the last two thirds. I would yeah. agree with you on that. And then he finally catches up to him, and there's no fight, and he's like holding him up into the air, and is about to like drop him, and the guy's like, "I don't care, man. This don't mean nothing to me." And then he kills him. And we're supposed to feel good about that? Like, that's somehow revenge? That's good? Like, there, there was no... It was an anti... It was like an anti-climax. Yeah, I tried to ask Bill Lustig about it. <laughs> I guess it's better than the last response that I told about, which was... Which was, Dumpling Master. <laughs> I didn't just get that. Uh. Revenge Master. Uh. And then he just straight up murders the judge. Yeah. <laughs> Who was kind of a dick, but just a judge. Yeah, I don't know. He definitely, <laughs> let him get away. he definitely let him get away with it. What is this movie? There was a scene where uh, like one of the guys knocks over a guy in a wheelchair, and it reminded me, <laughs> I've got a friend that was in a wheelchair when he was younger, like in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he had surgery on his hips and stuff like that, and he's told a story about how like on the playground these kids would just like lay him on his back in the wheelchair so you just spend spend the recess laying on his back looking up at the sky until the teacher would come over and stand him up and i was like wait a minute so were those your friends or were they jerks he's like no they were jerks because i was like if that was your friends that's awesome (laughs) it's your sleepy time carl (laughs) like think about that if you had a friend in a wheelchair you would totally do that at least once just leave him there right sure I heard an interview, I think it was with uh, Hornswoggle, the wrestler, mm-hmm. and uh, he he's a little person, mm-hmm. and he was saying like uh, he never got treated any different because he was little by his parents, except for one time, like he was like 16 or something, he like smarted off to his dad, just said something like smart ass like a 16 year old would, yeah. and his dad like picked him up and sat him on the kitchen counter. Just like, <laughs> fuck you. Just left him there for a while. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I love that story. Uh, so I used to go to church in like ninth grade. Uh, and I remember they had a, we went there a lot, kind of hung out. And they had a wheelchair there. And my friend and I would like pop wheelies in the wheelchair and see how long we could stay in like a wheelie position in the wheelchair and i got kind of good at it and i remember they had like a real nice dinner for valentine's day and so like my friend and i volunteered to be like coat check and like it had to dress nice and they pinned like a rose or a carnation or something onto uh my shirt and so uh, this was like ninth grade, you know, the the height of puberty and acne and everything. And I had like this big ass pimple, like right on like my chin. And so we're doing the coat check, which means all our, everything we have to do is at the beginning and the end and the whole middle, we just dick around. So we're in the dick around time. I pop a wheelie on the wheelchair and uh, I'm trying to, to stay up as long as I can. And it all, I, I remember it in slow motion. So here are the events that took place. I'm popping a wheelie in the wheelchair. And all of a sudden, 
I go, I lean just slightly too far back and I start to tumble backwards. The, the carnation that well, has hold been, on. I got to cut you off uh-huh. right now in my mind. I'm trying to connect wheelchair, pimple, corsage, Kochuk. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I lean just a little too far back. I start to go. I feel my body going back. Uh, my body reacts to this sudden, oh shit moment by deciding I'm just going to spend the next five seconds farting. (laughs) So that's the first thing that happens is I'm farting the whole way down. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. That was a curveball. (laughs) The pin from my corsage like pops up and the point hits me in the pimple I saw and that it coming. explodes oh, in blood and pus all over my face and my nice cleanly pressed shirt I hit the ground remember I'm a real fat guy forward or backwards backwards okay I hit the ground and tumble backwards which the centrifugal force <laughs> makes me fart even harder Right? (laughs) And now I'm on my back. (laughs) My face and chest are, like, spattered in blood and pus. Uh, The pastor, like, my friend is laughing his ass off. (laughs) He is buckled over on the floor, holding his sides and his stomach laughing. Uh, The pastor or something heard the commotion. And, like, runs to see how what has happened. <laughs> and he runs in and comes to a certain distance away and sees me on the floor there. And he's like, oh, someone needs my attention. And walks forward and hits the cloud. <laughs> and then takes a step back. <laughs> because his system has just went into shock. <laughs> from the smell that is emanating from this. <laughs> so he takes a step back into safety <laughs> and is like, are you okay? I'm half in shock, half <laughs> laughing at myself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I get up and my friend is still laughing. And I I don't know if I've had... A most embarrassing moment that didn't involve farts or shit, <laughs> but th- I mean this is this is up there for ones that did. <laughs> this is this is uh, possibly social rock bottom. I mean, it really could have only it could, it can, it can, it's only going up from there. Vigilante. <laughs> uh. Yeah. You got anything else about Vigilante, Justin? Uh, no. It, I mean, I enjoyed the action that was there until the end where it wasn't really action-y. It was just weird. Uh, yeah, I think I think the, the writing was very confused, and it tried to do too many things at once. It didn't focus itself. That's fair. Next week? Next week. 
Movie one. Movie one. Uh, are we going to choose a movie? What are you talking about? Alligator or Vigilante? Oh, yeah. Good. Vigilante. Vigilante. With love to Alligator. Yeah. I enjoy both these movies. I like Robert Forster. Who can't really act, I don't think, but I've only seen two things he's been in. Uh, this is a heavy one. Is this just one movie? This one? Yeah, it's one movie. Uh, but it's like a 35 disc set. <laughs> uh, the late great Bill Paxton, Lance Hendrickson, Jenny Wright, Catherine Bigelow. Uh, wait, Catherine Bigelow did this? Mm-hmm. Oscar award winning director, Catherine Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow. Pray for Daylight. It is near dark. Uh... I, I thought by the look of this it was going to be a zombie movie, but that guy just looks like he's burned or something. Those two people look fine. That guy looks like he's maybe... Maybe he has an acne problem of his own. <laughs> <laughs> this room's really shiny. Uh, the back is no help. It's just a silhouette of an RV. So, like, this could just be, like, zombie Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's just like a woman, a kid, and two guys on the front. Uh, considering it's Catherine Bigelow, I'm assuming that it has some weight to the story. Uh, I'm gonna, maybe this is like a horror version of like a, uh, uh, Children of Men, maybe. Maybe like a post-apocalyptic kind of dystopian movie okay i'm going off of nothing for that yeah. but that's the feeling i get follow your logic mm-hmm. you're wrong but i follow your logic yeah. number two yeah that was near dark by the way uh, <laughs> i thought this was po- this is a podcast about horror movies oh is it supposed to be oh turns out Weird. uh kurt russell in bone tomahawk uh matthew fox he had a career for a short time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a straight up a Western movie, it looks like. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming because it's on this podcast, there's some sort of twist to it. But everything about this DVD just says, this is a straight up Western movie. Wouldn't that actually be awesome if I didn't? Like, if I just gave you Forrest Gump and you'd never seen it, and the whole time you're just like, is he a zombie? Uh, it's, is he it's, really a vampire the whole time? Those are radioactive chocolates, I think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that would actually be awesome if I did just give you a totally, just a regular Western movie with nothing else to it. So I've seen Cowboys versus Aliens. John Favreau. I'm guessing this is somewhat like that. Okay. <laughs> No. Uh, I'm assuming that this is a Western with a dark twist because that's kind of what it has to be for this podcast, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just a, a straight up Western with Matthew Fox in it. I don't know. Okay. I'm baffled by the fact that you just handed me a, West, a DVD <laughs> of a Western. Did I only give you one Western? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's the tie. Yeah. That's the tie. They're both westerns. Oh. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Is this, is this a Catherine Bigelow movie? No. Because <laughs> maybe that's the tie. 
know. But you should know, and I say this with, again, an 80% degree of confidence, I think that's the debut movie from that guy. 80% confidence? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for his name. You should vamp. Uh, I looked up the title of the new Karosic album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you should plug this because you did a, such a great job last week. But the thing is, I've forgotten it in the meantime again. So it's like uh, so close on to intelligence. The verge of intelligence. On the verge of intelligence. On the verge of intelligence by Karosic. Uh, I don't know when the album is going to be up on pre order or anything, but uh, follow him on Facebook and everything. We I, we do more plugging of Tom than we do ourselves. You realize that? Have we have we never plug following us on iTunes and Twitter? No. And Facebook. We have those things. They're in the show notes. I know. They're really bad links. We should we should probably change those to Bitly links or something. Yeah. Because they're really long. They're yeah. Gr- gruesome in there. I'll get with my guy that does that. Yeah. Hey, Justin, hmm. can you make those Bitly leaks? Uh, I'll, I'll look into it. Okay, thanks. Um, but yeah, do the iTunes thing. Do the uh, review thing. Apparently, that's a big deal because everybody tells you to, but we don't. Yeah. You know what? Do what's in your heart. If, if you like it and you want to help promote it. Then tell somebody, whether that's the internet or a living human person. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. Or don't and just make fun of us. Right. I thought or, that. Or Maybe just we... keep it to yourself like a hipster. <laughs> <We should. laughs> if this gets popular, I have to hate it. Uh, you know Impractical Jokers, right? Yeah. So there was an episode that I saw recently and uh, they, they, uh, this guy walked in. He's wearing a stocking cap and it's obviously summertime. So they, one of the guys made the other guy say like, uh, say, ask him about his hat, like why he was wearing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy totally just said like, oh my hat. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a hipster. Like I'm trying to make friends and fit in. So yeah, I'm a hipster. Like straight up. That was his legit answer. And I was like equally shocked and like kind of respected him for that yeah. like instead of just being like oh no man i'm not even i didn't even think about it i just grabbed it no it's just my style man yeah all right justin what else you got for us straight up murder <laughs>